is Bloomberg Surveillance. The markets are very dysfunctional here, and it's basically due to all this enormous corporate bond issuance. We're getting even more confirmation that the global economy matters more and more to the Fed, more than it ever has. When you hold down rates, when you reduce rates by QE, whatever it is you're doing in that direction, you're drawing capital into the markets, and that's a good thing. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Bloomberg Surveillance, Michael McKeon, Tom Keen. It is a perfect day uh, in uh, New York. Right now, though, Michael, let's get, you know, I, I mean, I'll bring in, bring in Rob here because what's so great about Rob in December is the lack of hysteria. And yeah. then in January, there's a little more and Rob gets exhausted by March. So do you think Rob, what do you think, Michael? What's the level that he could be Sunday hysterical? is the first day of spring, and Rob Carolyn has to come on and tell everybody it's going to snow. Um, you know, I'm sure that doesn't make you particularly popular. No, and it, it's not, it doesn't mean I like doing it either. I mean, I got to shovel my driveway too, guys. So if I don't have to do it, that's a positive. And, you know, looking at the data this morning, I can tell you that the models have started to shift further east with the system. The U.S. model has been the most consistent, saying this is a light to at most moderate storm for the tri-state area in Boston. Uh, the European went crazy on Wednesday, and now it's backing away from that uh, heavy snowfall forecast more towards a lighter or moderate snowfall. So that's good news. The trend is our friend. It's in the right direction. But we think if the storm does develop, as the models have, that snow is going to arrive in the tri-state area early Sunday morning, right around sunrise. It'll end early Monday morning. Three to six inches of a slushy snow could fall. Boston, it develops in the afternoon on Sunday and ends Monday morning. Right now, Boston could end up with as much as four to eight inches. But again, the numbers right now are fluid. Uh, if the models continue in their trend of shifting further east, then we look really Rob Carolyn. Thank you very much. We'll uh, keep an eye on uh, the store. Just the fact, I don't care if it's only three inches. It's still supposed to be spring, not not winter. When you grow up in the tundra of the north, uh, this is what's called normal. I've seen it snow in May up uh, in the scenic environs. Just because environs. it can doesn't mean it should. Exactly. I guess that would be one way of putting it. It is 9 o'clock. That means we have to do... Our Forex Brief, of course, always brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. All you need to know, yen stronger over the week with a little bit of a pullback today, 111.53 on yen. Real movements in foreign exchange, sterling. Almost to 145, 144.96. Everything stronger against a weaker dollar and DXY 94.92. Even renminbi strength was seen as well. That's enough on foreign uh, exchange. Our equity report before we go to a important Lagarde comment. What do you have, David Wilson? Well, let's talk about Bank of America to start. The shares are up one and a half percent in early trading. The bank will buy back as much as eight hundred million dollars in stock to offset equity grants to executives. That's on top of four billion dollars in repurchases that Bank of America announced a year ago. Now the bank is joining JP Morgan Chase and Capital One Financial in expanding buyback programs. On the deal front, Starwood Hotels and Resorts up four and a half percent. The company agreed to a takeover by China's Anbang Insurance for $78 a share or $13.1 billion. The price is $2 a share higher than Anbang's initial bid, which was disclosed on Monday. Starwood's board found the offer superior to an earlier proposal from Marriott International. 
Columbia Pipeline Group, the most active stock in early trading, up 6.5%. The natural gas pipeline owner agreed to a $10.2 billion takeover from TransCanada. The deal followed the rejection of TransCanada's proposed Keystone XL pipeline by President Barack Obama in November. And TransCanada shares down 3.5% in U.S. trading. A couple more. Earnings. Adobe Systems up 7%. The graphic software maker's fiscal first quarter earnings and revenue beat analyst average estimates in the Bloomberg survey. Adobe benefited from growing demand for its internet-based services. And Tiffany, basically a little change at this point. Uh, the luxury jewelry retailer said fiscal first quarter earnings per share may drop at least 15% right. as a sluggish global economy hurts sales. Analysts only expected a 7% decline on average. And David Wilson, thanks so much. I want to bring in this uh, a sound from Christine Lagarde. This really sets up Phil Verliger on global oil uh, very well. Lagarde is IMF Managing Director. This is in Ho Chi Minh City speaking with our Bloomberg Vietnam Bureau Chief, K1. Here is Madam Lagarde. What I think I can tell you is that if we had not had those negative rates, uh, we would be in a much worse place today, with inflation probably lower than where it is, with growth probably lower than where we have it. So it's only counterfactuals, of course, but it, it was a good thing to actually implement those negative rates. Uh, Madam Lagarde in Vietnam uh, with our Bloomberg Vietnam uh, Bureau Chief. Phil Verliger, listen carefully. He's heard this before from policymakers. And I love, Phil, the idea of the counterfactual. The ultimate counterfactual is oil went from 100 to 40. What would have happened if that hadn't occurred? Well, if oil hadn't gone uh, to 40, uh, one, we would still be drilling uh Wells and production would be higher. Inventories would be much higher. We'd be swimming in it. Uh, the economy would be somewhat slower, although the, the impact is less than we used to say because so many people would still have jobs in North Dakota, Texas, uh, and in Europe making manufacturing goods for people, people in Asia. But what we would be doing is developing this incredible surplus that someday had to be consumed and eventually, Tom, we'd be using your bathtub to store oil. It's just, you know, uh, we let prices stay high much too long, uh, and, uh, and it's created a bubble. And it created a bubble and it's burst. I want to ask you about a fascinating story in the Wall Street Journal today. Uh, maybe the surplus isn't as big as we think it is. Uh, they suggest that there's 800,000 barrels uh, uh, of oil missing because the IEA estimates how much oil is going to be produced, and then when they actually add up uh, the oil that is uh, in storage and in transit, it, it doesn't come anywhere near uh, what they thought was going to be produced, so maybe we aren't producing as much. Well, uh, that, that's a great line, and Andy Hall, is in, who has asked him back, keeps sending these emails around pushing this point. The, my, my question is, I look at the market. And why are people uh, renting ships? I mean, last week, or this week, Glencore uh, reported chartering a ship uh, that will hold about 2.5 million barrels of oil. Now, the interesting thing is the number I've been using is a buck fifty a month to store the oil. They've chartered it for two years for 50 cents a barrel. Uh, the U.S. numbers show this high level of inventories, and, and EIA has got problems, but we are 
approaching the record level of inventories previously set in 1929. Tom, that's before you were born and I was born. And it was set in 1929 uh, when everybody was trying to produce the oil under their ground before their neighbor did. We didn't have the rule of capture. It is, we are literally 100 million, maybe 200 million barrels above in the U.S. normal range. In the rest of the world, inventories are high. The, the tanks are full in Amsterdam where they measure them. So there may be some discrepancy. There's always some discrepancy. But, and, you know, if you, if you want to be a barrel accountant, you're going to lose. The only way to pay attention, understand this is to look at the market and what the market's saying. And the market is in contango, deep contango. It's been in deep contango for quite a while. People are storing oil everywhere. And so, uh, you know, the market tells me that the, the oil is there. Well, where do we were over forty dollars now? Yesterday, at one point, West Texas uh, was going for more than than Brent. Uh, how much farther do we go? Well, you know, this is one of the things I have been writing is, is is that this is a bubble, but it's going to be punctuated with price increases. You know, this is like the housing crisis. The uh, we had this huge drop in. In, in housing activity, well, after the 2009, San Francisco prices went down, Detroit prices went down. Some prices come back up, and speculators will push prices back up. There's a lot of hot money coming in, pushing prices up, creating the opportunity to hedge more oil so that we'll produce more oil later this year and next year, saving some bankruptcies of prudent firms. But, you know, it's going to fluctuate, and it, it'll hold up to 40 until OPEC or this meeting of producers, OPEC plus others, gets done in April. But right, well, they have the meeting. Down. They have the meeting. Does it accomplish anything? No. But Does it change buy, prices? Uh, you know, they're buying the rumor. Does it change it, prices, even if it doesn't accomplish anything? It doesn't. It, it changes prices temporarily. They'll go up, then they'll go back down. Phil Verliger, uh, never enough time. We're going to have to have you back soon because the price of oil suddenly getting back into the news as West Texas crosses the $40 barrier. Now, $40.91 heading for 41 We We have been as high as 41.20 in the electronic trading session. We'll see uh, if we can get o- over that number. It's a almost 2% increase for both West Texas and Brent today, Tom. Brent, 42.25. Yeah, but all dollar dynamic, right? And I, mean, I mean, it's all currency related, it, it, right? Well, it, yes, except that the the DXY dollar index is a little stronger today. So not completely, but mostly, mostly. Yes, yes. and it's feeding into equities. You yeah, look at well, futures. you know, folks. All I know is there's consensus. Is we see consensi? Is that the right word? <laughs> we see consensi here, and they the always get run over. Consensi <laughs> always gets destroyed here on Bloomberg surveillance. Let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. A long-time effort to improve cybersecurity is coming to fruition. The Homeland Security Department has formally begun sharing the tales of new digital threats with private business and other government agencies. The program is voluntary. North Korea fired a ballistic missile today. It fell into the sea. Washington state authorities say an online church scammed believers out of almost $8 million dollars. Authorities say the owner of the Christian Prayer Center charged people between 9 and $35 for every prayer using fake religious leaders. Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson. Pay to pray. That's exactly what it was, no doubt about it. Pay to pray and under deceptive circumstances. Nothing about it was real. Ferguson says owner Benjamin Rogovi has agreed to pay back the money to thousands of customers. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. 
in more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom. And, Michael, thanks so much. Coming up in our next half hour, we have a discussion on the topic of America, which is our education and our declining math abilities. It's Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Driver is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This month, your Mercedes Tri-State dealers welcome spring with limited-time offers on selected models like the sporty CLA and versatile GLA. Each engineered and priced to move, visit MBUSA.com today.